0: guys so it is May 14th the 14th day of mental health awareness no update yesterday because as bipolar comes and goes I was on a bit of a low didn't really fancy talking to anybody you know as it as it happened went for a run felt much better after that so today I want to talk about another trigger which is control so I I had a long-term relationship with somebody who was very controlling And I didn't realise just how badly it impacted me until I was forced out a couple of weeks later when I was away from the situation. I could think about everything that happened, everything that went down. Um, So I I think it's very prominent, especially in COVID times, if you're stuck with a partner who might be a bit controlling or violent or something else, that it's important to be able to if you can't leave them, even have a release, find out that you're not alone, talk to somebody about it, that kind of thing, in, in the hope that it it helps. So, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I had a long-term relationship with someone who was very controlling. We were together for seven years. Everything was fine at first, you know, standard relationship, Everything everything's great at the start, isn't it? And then we moved in together, and um, we we won custody of his child, who lived with us for five years um, under our under our guardianship, which was great, of course um, and then he started to get very abusive he tried to well he regularly blackmailed me to try and get what he wanted. He left me to do all of the household chores. He didn't do any of them himself. And when he, you know, he would potentially take the bins out every now and again and then come back in and say things like, and I quote, I've taken the bins out for you, <clears throat> insinuating that it's actually my job. Which, that's not okay, by the way. <clears throat> um, he, he didn't earn. I... I paid for everything on my wage including things for his child, things clubs and things like that for for her which I didn't mind, you know. I was in the the stepmother role kind of kind of area and that was fine. She's a great kid. And then <clears throat> it got a bit worse and when when she was doing her homework, she was only about 7ish. Um, And she couldn't couldn't get something, he would always use the bottom of his hand and tap her on the head And call her stupid and tell her that she couldn't get it because she wasn't using her brain And that she was just being an idiot And he'd say these words and these words are very, very damaging to anybody, let alone a child And it got so bad that eventually, the tapping on the head, he literally pushed her off the chair once Um, Which didn't cause her any permanent damage, but that's really not the point. So it got to the point where I started to kind of block the attacks and try to help her kind of survive them, if you will, because she wouldn't stand up to him. He was a pretty dangerous guy, even though he, he said that he wasn't, you know. And then one day I came home, I was looking after my grandma who was dying in hospital at the time and I came home to find that he was having an affair Um, obviously because I wasn't there enough or because he's an asshole, one of the two um, so he he left that that day to go to her house and obviously I was pretty annoyed about it and my grandma had just passed away at this point and I was planning her funeral or helping to and I remember that he we had an argument on the phone and he called the police and basically told them that I was being violent towards him at home obviously, bear in mind we were on the phone, this was not not true in the slightest but the police turned up the next morning on a Sunday morning um, Sunday the 28th of July and told me that I had to pack my things I had 24 hours to get out of his property um and i wasn't allowed contact with him because they believed the f- that they believed it when he said that I was being violent, even though we weren't in the same house, so I packed my things I packed my dog because, as you can hear her in the background she 's pretty damn annoying, but she's my best friend. I packed her we ended up sleeping at my grandma 's empty house for quite some time um couple of a number of months and then I ended up in where I am now in in a nice my own flat my own space and it's only now that I realize how much he was controlling me and I had to go through what happened with him on the phone to a solicitor because he was actually eventually caught for child abuse and I was the only witness so I had to go back through it which was awful and it made my bipolar really flare up and that's that's how I kind of realized that he was being co- controlling and that's when I realized how detrimental it was to my mental health and the way I coped with what was going on at the time was to book into ultra marathon races I'm an ultra well, I was an ultra runner and I used to go kind of every other weekend and do 50 60 100 miles at a time and just that that thought of being away, I knew that his daughter was at her mum's so she wasn't in danger and I knew that my dog was at my friend's so obviously she wasn't in danger either. So I'd go away with my crew my two very good friends, long suffering friends who would come and follow me around the country while I was running these ultras and just having the weekends away made me feel a bit more human, made me feel a bit more normal, I could decompress just be away from the bad atmosphere that was going on at home and then I'd come back and I'd be ready to face the week again so running really became my coping strategy <clears throat> and I would I would highly recommend it to anybody who is either being controlled or in a coercive relationship or even just is in a low patch with their own mental health for any reason other than you know, for just any reason at all, I would recommend getting outside, even walking for 20 minutes can kind of help me lift my mood at the moment. So yeah, if you're looking for ultramarathon recommendations, get in touch, because I've got many. Um, I remember the first ultra that I did was Hardcastle 24, so it was a 24 hour, 3 mile loop, and you had to do as many loops as you could in 24 hours. And um, I did. Um, I can't remember now. About forty-two miles, and I thought that was really great. And I've improved a lot since then. Um, you know, I, I would one day like to go for the hundred mile in twenty-four hours, but I think that would be a an equinox or an endure kind of job, which are also twenty-four hour lap races, but they're on the flat, flat terrain, which is very much my thing. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe that, but. I cannot, cannot recommend running enough. So, next time I want to talk about coping strategies recommended by therapists and coping strategies that I have found out by myself. But until then, again, if anyone wants to come on and talk about their mental health, please do. If anyone wants to get in touch with me about my mental health, please do. Um, and let's just, let's just promote and normalise mental health issues and make sure that we can try and help everyone move forward in in normalizing talking about having a mental health condition because as always it is okay to not be okay